0: The Catholic Morning Show on Iowa Catholic Radio. Good
1: morning.
0: With John Leonetti. That broadcast school has really paid off. Matt Wilkham. Mark Amadeo. Good morning. And Deacon Tony Valdez.
2: Good morning to one and all. Thank you for joining us on The Catholic Morning Show. I'm Deacon Mark Campbell sitting in for John Leonetti this morning. Coming up on today's show, we will have a conversation with Deacon Randy Keel. We'll look at the. um, First and second reading of this Sunday, uh, this Sunday's readings, the 23rd Sunday in Ordinary Time. We'll have a recorded segment that John did with uh, Father PJ, a uh, Ask the Priest segment where we'll uh, look at some questions that were submitted by our listeners. And in the second half hour at 745, we'll have author Mike Equilina, also the executive vice president of the St. Paul Center for Biblical Theology a Catholic research center based out of Steubenville. And we'll talk about a couple more books that have that he has uh, written on fathers of the faith. It's a, a series of books that looks at lives of uh, the saints, those fathers of the church. Uh, St. Athanasius and St. John Chrysostom are the two books that most recent additions to the series. So we will talk about that a little bit. We will also have a uh, Matt in with the news, Mark Amadeo with the scoreboard update, and Deacon Tony with our prayer to start the day.
3: God, our Father, we offer you our day. We offer you all our thoughts, words, joys and sufferings in union with the heart of Jesus. Holy Spirit, be our guide and strength today so that we may witness to your love. Mary, mother of Jesus in the church, pray for us. St. Joseph, her most chaste spouse, protect us, amen.
2: Amen, Matt, what's happening in the news today. There's always something happening, Deacon Mark. That's why we have you come in studio. And, Every day. <laughs> and and, and, and give, us the, give us the update.
4: That's right. News brought to you this morning by Farm Bureau <laughs> agent Cindy Schulte. Since 1939, Farm Bureau Financial Services has built relationships first and planned second. Getting to know you so they know exactly what you need. CindySchulte.com. Good morning. I'm Matt Wilkham. A U.S. judge ordered Texas to move floating buoys that were placed in the middle of the Rio Grande to block migrants from illegally crossing the U.S.-Mexico border, a tentative win for President Joe Biden, whose administration sued the state. The ruling is a setback for Texas Governor Greg Abbott, a Republican who contends that Biden, a Democrat, has been too lenient with border security as record numbers of migrants have been caught crossing illegally in recent years. The floating barrier is one of multiple strategies Abbott has launched to migrants, including coils of razor wire placed along the riverbank. Texas immediately appealed the ruling, and Abbott's office said it was willing to take the case to the Supreme Court if needed. During a meeting in Rome Wednesday morning, the Ukrainian Greek Catholic Synod of Bishops told Pope Francis some of his gestures and statements have been, quote, painful and difficult for the Ukrainian people. The bishops said misunderstandings between the Vatican and Ukraine since the start of the full-scale war are used as propaganda by Russia. The encounter was part of the annual Synod of Bishops of the Ukrainian Greek Catholic Church. The Ukrainian bishops also asked for prayers for the release of two redemptorous priests who remain in, cap- in captivity after they were captured by Russian troops in late November 2022. Central Iowans are finally getting a bit of cooler weather. Sadly, haze and smoky skies followed too. Hey, that's my job. Oh, I, I then, do the weather around here. I like to say the <laughs> National Weather Service as well. It just, it just rolls off the tongue says the smoke and haze are associated with Canadian wildfires, contributing to worsening air quality. Iowa DNR issued an air quality alert Wednesday afternoon for fine particulate pollution in effect for all counties in the western half of Iowa through midnight on Friday. The alert recommends reducing long or intense activities and taking more breaks during outdoor activities until air quality conditions improve. And now for your scoreboard update with Mark Amadeo.
1: In sports on your Thursday morning, yesterday's Major League Baseball scoreboard, the Midwest teams that were in action on Wednesday. Well, the Chicago Cubs now are just one and a half games back of first place Milwaukee in the National League Central Division. Yesterday, the Chicago Cubs completed the three-game sweep of the San Francisco Giants. Defeating the Giants eight to two at Wrigley Field in Chicago. While in Pittsburgh, the Pittsburgh Pirates defeated the first-place Milwaukee Brewers by the score of five to four. The St. Louis Cardinals defeated the Atlanta Braves by the score of eleven to six in Atlanta. In the American League, yesterday, the Cleveland Indians defeated the first-place Minnesota Twins by the score of two to one. The Twins lead by six games over the Cleveland Indians in the American League Central and the Chicago White Sox defeated the Kansas City Royals by the score of 6 to 4 in Kansas City. Yesterday Triple A baseball was the Omaha Storm Chasers defeating the Iowa Cubs by the score of 11 to 7 at Principal Park in downtown Des Moines. Tonight same two teams, Omaha at the Iowa Cubs, first pitch at 6:30. Tonight it's the opening night of NFL football week one of Thursday night football, and tonight it's the Detroit Lions at the defending Super Bowl champion Kansas City Chiefs. They'll kick off at 7.30 tonight. The game will be televised on NBC from Arrowhead Stadium in Kansas City. Tomorrow night, it's week three of the high school football season here on most of these Iowa Catholic Radio Network stations. It's number seven Ankeny at number two Dowling Catholic. Pre-game at 6.30 with kickoff at 7 o'clock From Valley Stadium in West Des Moines, join Matt Mandring, John Chido, and me for the broadcast here on most of these Iowa Catholic Radio Network stations. We will be simulcasting with the Central Iowa Sports Network in this Class 5A district football matchup. And with your Thursday morning sports update on the Catholic Morning Show, I'm Mark Amadeo.
4: Thank you, Mark. And finally, today's fun fact. We were talking about some smoky haze Rolling in from Canada just a moment ago, so I thought I would pull out a fun fact about Canada. One of the most fun facts about Canada is this one. First off, there's the loonie, which is a $1 Canadian coin. Mm-hmm. We get this one because on one side of the coin, there's a depiction of a loon. So there Makes you go. sense. Then there's the toonie, <laughs> if you can guess what that is, of course.
2: My guess will be wrong and uh, probably not, yeah.
4: Not too difficult. All right, two dollars. So a two dollar coin <laughs> is a Tony? Yeah, so that's where that comes from.
2: Oh, our friends oh, yeah. up north—a pun uh, of the uh, highest degree. That's uh, yeah, fantastic. I thought as we were talking about Smoky Hayes, I thought you were going to make a, a, a reference to the stag event last night, which uh, we can't <laughs> uh, we can't go without mentioning, even though we don't we don't talk a lot about it uh, on the air, but over 400 uh you know individuals descended upon uh the Stonehaven barn last night in Dell, and thank you to all of those who came out uh, all those men and women who gave of their time to to volunteer for the event uh, a great fundraiser for Iowa Catholic Radio and uh we were blessed with a, a beautiful night it was uh, in many regards from from mass celebrated by Father Chris Fontanini uh, yesterday afternoon for the for the crew that was out there setting up to all the men that came out and enjoyed uh, uh, the wonderful food prepared by the Knights of Columbus, the pork chops donated by the uh, Iowa pork producers are their sponsors. Uh, Yeah. Thank you again to everyone who came out and supported the station. It was a a great event. I didn't hear the uh, final number tallied, but uh, you know, another one of those events that uh, people came and enjoyed and and left, I think feeling blessed uh, by the the fraternity and, and experience of, uh, of the night, So thanks to everyone. As we look ahead to today's weather, we have uh, sunny skies today with a high near 76, increasing clouds overnight with a low around 55. And uh, I'm very okay with those temperatures. I put oh, yeah. on long sleeves this morning. It uh, feels good. Uh, those clouds will give way to sunny skies again tomorrow, Friday, and we'll see a high near 82. Our weather this morning, uh, we've got Des Moines checking at 52 degrees, Marshalltown 51, Centerville 53, and Creston 50. Our weather's brought to you by a Man Up West Power Lunch tomorrow, September 8th at St. Francis of Assisi in West Des Moines. Uh, a friend of mine, Dr. Kevin Kilcally, who's a Catholic husband, father, of four, and is the owner of Integrative Psychology Services, he will share with us about how to combat loneliness and addiction through friendship with God and neighbor. The lunch is at noon with food provided by Chick-fil-A, or you can bring your own. Register today at iowacatholicradio.com. Well, let's go now to, uh, I, I. last Thursday I was sitting in for John, and I I, I spaced off this uh, this moment, and so I put it in bold letters today And we're going to visit with uh, my brother Deacon, Randy Keel. Good morning, Deacon. Are you with us? And victimized by the uh, ongoing phone line issues and, and uh, that we've had here at the station, but we're going to look at we're, we're going to look at the first and second readings of this Sunday, which are uh, the twenty third Sunday of Ordinary Time, and the the first reading. This is one of those weekends where the readings all flow together very beautifully, uh, along with the psalm. And the first reading is going to be from Ezekiel, and if we can get Randy back on here, we'll we'll definitely benefit more from his insight than mine, but um, we see here the the spiritual work of mercy uh, where fraternal correction where we're called out to to call our brothers and sisters out for uh, maybe misstepping right and we don't do that with uh, with harshness but the only way that we can do that is with love right and, and as we will as we make our way through the readings um, we, we see this charge and this challenge. And in the responsorial psalm, it is, "If today you hear his voice, harden not your hearts." So, how do we know how when to, uh, you know, when is a proper time to address uh, a, a brother, a sister in Christ, uh, a neighbor? Um, but we do that when, when we prayerfully reflect on, on the situation at hand, or maybe what uh, what it is they're doing, and I've. You know, I had the opportunity this week and in, including in a conversation last night, you know, where, where people have approached me with uh, the difficulties that they're facing either in their marriage or with their children or, um, you know, what, uh, you know, w- whatever it, it is that they're, they're faced with, you know, and I'm always reminded. And when I say words to when I share things with people, I'm usually speaking from my own experience or even in words that I need to hear. Take it to prayer. In fact, that was even the the, the theme of, of Father Chris's homily yesterday: is is take our troubles to prayer, and know how to prayerfully uh, approach somebody with love and and talk about, you know, whether it's uh, how, how they speak to their spouse, uh, maybe how they're they're spending their uh, the, their free time or even their their talents from God. We're we're reminded not to, you know, bury our treasure or bury our talents, um, but to to put them at work in service of God. And when we approach these opportunities. Uh, with love and with um, y- you know the desire for the for the goodness of somebody for their own betterment, for their own salvation, right We can maybe we don't always see the result that we want, but we can at least confidently know that uh, we have done what what we are called to do and and in this the last part of the first reading from Ezekiel that uh, that we'll hear on Sunday, it says, if you warn the wicked, trying to turn him from his way, and he refuses to turn from his way, he shall die for his guilt, but you shall save yourself, right? You shall save yourself in calling our brothers and sisters back to the Lord. And in the second reading from, uh, from St. Paul's letter to the Romans, owe nothing to anyone except to love one another. For one who loves another has fulfilled the law, so again a reminder that uh, our, our call to action, our call to, um, you know, fraternally correct our brothers and sisters, is uh, one that can only be done out of love. So we're going to go ahead and go to a, a break now, and we'll uh, queue up a uh, interview. There' are a best of segment that John did with Father P. J. So don't go away. We'll be right back after this. You're listening
1: to The Catholic Morning Show on Iowa Catholic Radio.
5: Support for Iowa Catholic Radio comes from Caldwell Parish Funeral Home and Crematory. Caldwell Parish offers services that are unique to the individual while following the Catholic funeral rites. Caldwell Parish Funeral Home and Crematory, Des Moines' only Catholic-owned and operated funeral home.
6: Support for Iowa Catholic Radio provided by Paul Martin and Paul Mitchell, owners of Imogene Ingredients. Imogene Ingredients supply specialized feed ingredients for livestock and pet diets to improve maternal and young animal health in both conventional and organic production.
7: Support for programming is provided by Gregory Waddle from Knights of Columbus Asset Advisors. Is your financial portfolio pro-life? Knights of Columbus Asset Advisors offers investment products designed for faith-based investors. Seek to align your faith and your finances with a portfolio that does not benefit from abortion, contraception, human cloning, or embryonic stem cell research. Visit kofcassetadvisors.org. kofcassetadvisors.org. Knights of Columbus Asset Advisors is an SEC registered investment advisor. Investment products are not guaranteed and may lose value.
5: Support for Iowa Catholic Radios provided by CTO. What great news for donors to the Catholic Tuition Organization. You now receive 75% of your donation back in Iowa tax credits. Your support has helped thousands of students attend our Catholic schools. Best gift ever, online, ctoiowa.org. At CTO, the bottom line, it's for the kids and their future.
1: The 7th Annual party Golf Fundraiser Benefiting St. Luke the Evangelist Catholic School is September 28th at Otter Creek Golf Course in Ankeny. Visit iowacatholicradio.com for foursome and sponsorship opportunities. Thank you, St. Luke's, for your support of Iowa Catholic Radio. Support
4: for Iowa Catholic Radio comes from A New Look Exteriors, an Anderson-certified contractor providing custom window installations, roofing, siding, gutters, concrete, and more to help give your home a new look. Learn more at anewlookexteriors.com.
5: Support for Iowa Catholic Radio is provided by InterVisions Healthcare, empowering men and women to make the most informed, life-affirming decisions for themselves and their families. Learn more at ivhcare.org, ivhcare.org. Thank you, InterVisions Healthcare, for supporting Iowa Catholic Radio.
1: The Catholic Morning Show on Iowa Catholic Radio.
2: Good morning and welcome back. It is Thursday, September, I have it written down because I have lost track of time Over the uh, course of uh, the week, it is September the 7th. It is um, uh, time now for a segment that uh, John did with Father PJ, who always provides us great insight into some of the questions that get uh, submitted to us here at Iowa Catholic Radio. So we're going to go to that conversation now. Ask Father PJ segment with Father PJ McManus on the South Side of Des Moines,
6: Pastor of Christ the King. Hello, Father. Hi there, Johnny. Here we go for our three questions that we have. In question number one, what is the difference between transubstantiation and consubstantiation? This
8: so a big one. It is. It is. This is you know mouthful, mm-hmm. uh, spelling, uh, spelling bee challenge sort of thing, right? Um, the words obviously look a lot alike, and that's because of the word "substance" that's built into the middle of them it'll probably surprise people. So, so so, like what I'm supposed to say to satisfy people that are immediately anxious about this is transubstantiation is a Catholic thing and consubstantiation is a Protestant thing. And, and so do transubstantiation, not consubstantiation. And that's true, but probably not altogether helpful because where most Catholics are likely to encounter consubstantiation or something very like it is in the creed every Sunday, Hmm. consubstantial with the father, Hmm. So so what this should tell you, even if you don't like know church history deeply or something, is that these words are related, but they must be talking about different things, right? So what's a substance? So in 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 technical, philosophical, and, and, and churchy language, substance is the thingness of the thing, the, the quality of the thing that makes it this thing and not some other thing. So you have an apple and it's a bright, shiny red apple, and it's, you know, it has a certain uh, height and weight and width and uh, you can measure things about it and and it, it, it's an apple right and then you said an orange next to it and uh how do you know the orange isn't an apple well the color is not the same that's true but there's some yellow apples that get kind of orangish yeah. there's some oranges if you leave them out long enough get kind of red uh and they're about the same size and sometimes the texture is not so different so, so like what's the thing that makes the difference between an apple and an orange well, it's orangeness and appleness. That's what makes the difference between I was Just going to say right? appleness. I learned something from Bishop Johnson back in the day. Bingo. Yes. So 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 this language was originally developed to talk in the church to talk about um, the relationships between the humanity and the divinity of Jesus, and then later the persons of the Trinity, kind of simultaneously the, the persons of the Trinity. And so this language of substance becomes really really important um is really kind of the deal breaker at at the council of nicaea which is why it's in the creed so that when we say jesus is consubstantial with the father we mean that the thingness of jesus and the thingness of the father are identical thingnesses Hmm. that that what makes jesus god and what makes the father god is the same jesus is not somehow mini me god and and the father is like really real god or something like that um and so, 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 when we say consubstantial, we mean Jesus has the same substance or the same godness as the Father. Okay. Later on, like a lot later on, several hundred years later on, disputes begin to arise about the nature of Christ's presence in the Blessed Sacrament. And so, the technical language of transubstantiation comes about in order to talk about the relationship between the Lord's presence in the Blessed Sacrament and the and the the, the presence of the bread or the wine in the Blessed Sacrament. And so the idea is basically the same, that what makes bread is breadness, what makes wine is wineness, and that at the moment of consecration, the thingness, the substance of the thing is changed so that what was bread is no longer bread, what was wine is no longer wine, it is now simply the whole Christ, present sacramentally, under appearances that we're able to both perceive
6: and receive. So, so smells like bread, tastes like bread, smells like wine, tastes like wine, but it is no longer bread and wine. Bingo. The body and blood, soul and divinity of Jesus. the the substance has
8: changed. The the substance has changed.
7: The,
8: The language of consubstantiation comes about at the time of the reformation as a way to push back against this. And frankly, at the time, it was probably loaded in a lot of the enemy of my enemy is my friend kind of thing. Mm -hmm. So like we're making distinctions, not because they're deeply grounded in anything, but just because we're mad at the other guy. Um, And I'm saying this because a a lot of uh, Lutheran communities and, and, and a lot of uh, Anglican communities that were influenced by the same, the same kind of thought and language um, have really come to something much more like the Catholic position. And so, um, But the the language of consubstantial was created to try and say, no, not transubstantiation. Um, Yes, Jesus is there, but the bread and the wine don't go away. The breadness and the wineness don't disappear. Um, And and the reason this was important for them was because a lot of the gestures and language that we used around the Blessed Sacrament, the Reformers found objectionable because they thought that what you were doing was worshiping bread or worshiping wine. Mm. Which is the whole reason we came up with the alternate language to talk about it to begin with. What I think is important about this, though, and I guess to be fair to Luther or whatever, um, they they probably couldn't have known this is that historically the practice always precedes the teaching. So we were doing what today we would call Eucharistic adoration way before we had a word for it. Mm. And so, you know, the, the, the ritual, you'll, it's interesting, you'll sometimes hear people say, um, the Eastern churches don't have benediction, and it's true that they don't have the specific rite that we know is benediction with the Blessed Sacrament. But they bless people with the Blessed Sacrament all the time. And ba- basically, our ritual around the Blessed Sacrament came out of Pope St. Gregory the Greats having been in Constantinople and looked at how they handled the Blessed Sacrament, especially during Lent. When they would not ordinarily, uh, th- th- you would receive communion outside mass more often. And so whenever the priest or the deacon would come up with a blessed sacrament, everybody, they wouldn't just fall to their knees. They'd fall prostrate on the floor. And so if you go to a pre-sanctified liturgy in the Eastern churches, you still see this today. And it makes everything we do as Catholics actually look kind of spare, mm-hmm. right? Um, so so, so the point here is that the church, the church's faith exists prior to articulation, Um, The way we articulate it is important and it helps explain what we're doing. but, 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 But the practice precedes because it's based on a relationship. And so, like, I don't need a special word to explain how I relate to Jesus. If I think Jesus is someplace, I just relate to him. And that's what all of us do every time we go to visit the Lord in the tabernacle or in
6: the monstrance. All right. Great answer, Father. That's a deep one for this morning. Uh, second question comes in. I'm, I'm assuming this person might be going through some struggles right now in their own life. And they ask, is God punishing me for my past sins, Father?
8: So, again, that's impossible to say. Yeah. Absolutely. But almost certainly not in the way that you're imagining. Um, God's punishment doesn't work like our punishment does right so when 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 you have to punish your kids for having done something wrong Mm -hmm. you're always conflicted like sometimes you're conflicted because you know you're angry and the punishment is coming not only out of a desire to correct the behavior but just because you're you're angry Mm -hmm. um other times you're doing it kind of half-heartedly because you know you're supposed to or teresa will get mad if you don't Mm -hmm. but you don't really want to right God's not divided like that. God's punishment is always perfect. It's always clear. And it's always directed to repairing the relationship with the sinner. So if God is punishing you, it's not because he's mad at you. It's because he loves you. And he wants you to fix whatever's gone wrong inside you to get your act together. I think the trouble is that what most of us do is we tend to take all the credit for what goes good in our life and give God all the blame for what goes wrong. Yeah. So if life is hard right now, God must be punishing me. If life is good right now, it must be because God's happy with me. And um, for more on that, see the book of Job.
6: (laughs) There you go. I like it. Uh, Question number three. My mom is not a believer anymore, and she never wants to talk about it when I bring it up. Should I just not bring my faith up to her or should I keep trying?
8: You know, I, I would say this is this is a prudential question, and it's ultimately one sort of of tact, and it's based on the, the quality of your relationship with your mom. Um, I, I think w- I find in families that are divided by religion, the best way for most families, I can't say every and all, but the best way for most families to work through this is, it's not reasonable to ask people that we love very deeply and want to be in intimate relationships with us. To consciously hide parts of their lives from us. And so if I have a family member who believes something very different than me, but they want to talk to me about it, I don't immediately assume this is because they're trying to convince me of something. Yeah. I presume it's because they love me and they know I love them and they want to draw closer to me. And so that's a gift, even if I think the thing they believe in is bonkers, right? Yep. And so, 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 so long as what you're doing with you, like your mom is is more in the character of reflecting on your own experience of the faith and why this is important to you without immediately and evidently trying to get her to do the same thing, I think you're probably fine. It's when you're trying to, like, catechize your mother or one-upper on Jesus' camp or something, like, that is going to annoy somebody, especially somebody who's who's left or fallen away or never had the faith. Yeah,
6: and it's not to say that you can't, You know, uh, we don't want her conversion and all of that. But it is to say that, you know, there's, as you said, you got to be prudent about it. And there's a time and space and
8: um, waving a finger in her face probably wouldn't be the best idea. The the other thing, and this is just a rhetorical move, but it's been the most effective for me. If you want to see change in behavior, um, all you have to do is normalize the behavior. So other priests say to me, um, why, why, why do you have so many confessions to Christ the king? Um, you must just preach on confession all the time. I've never preached a sermon on confession at Christ the King. Really? Never once. Huh? I talk about confession a lot, Uh. but I never just give like a homily on confession. I, 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 I will use as examples in homilies regularly. My experience of going to confession. I'll say I was to confession the other day and the priest said, well, if your priest does that once a month, yeah. Then without even realizing it, slowly you come to recognize father goes to confession every couple of weeks. Maybe I had to start going to confession, too. But that's it never involves me saying directly, you need to go to confession once Mm -hmm. a month or your soul's messed up. Right. Yeah. And so so I I think the same kind of thing is true here in in the family relationship. You don't you don't say, Mom, you know, all you got to do is read this book and then you'll understand why this is so important to me. No, just talk about what's important to you. Yeah.
6: There it is. Father PJ McManus, everyone. Contact at iowacatholicradio.com or iowacatholicradio.com. Click on contact. However you want to get those questions to us, we will put them out over the airwaves with Father PJ McManus every Thursday, 715. Friends, make sure to stick around. Set your calendar to it if you can. Father PJ, thank you. Thank you, Johnny.
2: Isn't it great to hear John tell Father PJ, that's a great answer. (laughs) Uh, Such great insight from a a, a priest we're blessed to have here in the Des Moines metro and for our diocese and in in the church, really. Um, Father PJ means a lot to a lot of people, and we're grateful for the uh, time he gives to us here at Iowa Catholic Radio for that segment. Coming up next, we will have uh, a saint of the day, a reset of the news and weather, as well as uh, we're going to hope to have a, a conversation with Mike Aquilina Who has authored uh, two more Fathers of the Faith books? Uh, It's a series of books that uh, are out, so we'll have a conversation with him. Uh, And uh, right now we're going to go to our Gospel reflection of the day. The Lord be with you. A
9: reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. While the crowd was pressing in on Jesus and listening to the Word of God, he was standing by the lake of Gennesaret. He saw two boats there alongside the lake. The fishermen had disembarked and were washing their nets. Getting into one of the boats, the one belonging to Simon, he asked him to put out a short distance from the shore. Then he sat down and taught the crowds from the boat. After he had finished speaking, he said to Simon, Put out into deep water and lower your nets for a catch. Simon said in reply, Master, we have worked hard all night and have caught nothing, but at your command I will lower the nets. When they had done this, they caught a great number of fish, and their nets were tearing. They signaled to their partners in the other boat to come to help them. They came and filled both boats so that the boats were in danger of sinking. When Simon Peter saw this, he fell at the knees of Jesus and said, Depart from me, Lord, for I am a sinful man. For astonishment at the catch of fish they had made seized him and all those with him. And likewise, James and John, the sons of Zebedee, who were partners of Simon. Jesus said to Simon, Do not be afraid. From now on, you will be catching men. When they brought their boats to the shore, they left everything and followed him. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Hi, this is Father Nick Smith, parochial vicar of Christ the King Parish in Des Moines. We know that Jesus was a carpenter. He was not a fisherman by trade. And yet, in this encounter with Simon, with James and John, the sons of Zebedee, he speaks the language of fishing he uses the language and the activity of fishing to draw in these three men as his disciples. The Lord speaks to each and every one of us in the exact place that we find ourselves in life, through our work, through our interests, through our hobbies, because he gave us our personality. He gave us uh, this way of living a human life. And he uses all of those things to bring us closer to himself. He speaks to us through the very human activities that we carry out. There's nothing too ordinary for the Lord to work through. And so it is for us then to seek to encounter him in our daily activity. He is speaking there. There it is that we live the hidden life of Christ, that Nazareth sort of life where in the ordinary workshop of our daily life and our ordinary tasks, We can find the Lord. The Lord has redeemed all of human life, which includes our work, just as Peter, James, and John, uh, their work of fishing was redeemed. The Lord does the same for us. So let us seek to find the Lord today where he is in our ordinary tasks and our ordinary work. May God bless you and let us continue praying for
3: each other. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio comes from Next Generation Realty, a Catholic and family-owned flat-fee brokerage serving Central Iowa since 1994. Next Generation Realty can handle every step of the process of buying or selling a home. Learn more at nextgenerationrealty.com. Thank you to our business partner, Big Red Q Quick Print.
0: Family-owned and operated since 1980. Big Red Q Quick Print is a full-service print shop ready to help you with all your printing needs with speed and accuracy. BigRedQ-Des Moines.com. BigRedQ-Des Moines.com. Explore Seven Mysteries of the Faith Unlocked
4: by the Holy Eucharist, Thursday, October 19th at 6.30 p.m. at St. Joseph in Winterset. Catholic Answers staff apologist Joe Heshmeyer will show how a right understanding of the Eucharist is key for understanding both the New and Old Covenants, early Christianity, and your own spiritual life. Plus, view the Eucharistic Miracles of the World banner display. Don't miss Joe Heshmeyer, October 19th in Winterset. Register now at
2: iowacatholicradio.com. The Catholic Morning Show on Iowa Catholic Radio. Good morning and welcome back. I'm Deacon Mark Campbell sitting in for John Leonetti this morning. It is Thursday, September 7th. We're so grateful that you have chosen to spend your morning with us wherever you're tuning in on the Iowa Catholic Radio Network or online or on the Iowa Catholic Radio app. Coming up, we have at 745 a conversation with author Mike Aquilina, who uh, has added two more books to the Fathers of the Faith series, St. Athanasius and St. John Chrysostom. Uh, we'll have uh, Matt with news, Mark Amadeo with the scoreboard update. Uh, we'll talk some weather, but before we go further, we'll have my brother Deacon Tony offer our day to our Lord.
3: God, our Father, we offer you our day. We offer you all our thoughts, words, joys and sufferings in union with the heart of Jesus. Holy Spirit, be our guide and strength today so that we may witness to your love. Mary, mother of Jesus, in the church, pray for us. St. Joseph, her most chaste spouse, protect us.
2: Amen. Amen. Matt, what's happening in the news? Always something happening, Deacon Mark. Well, that's
4: good to hear. I'll tell you exactly what right now. News brought to you this morning by Farm Bureau agent Cindy Schulte. Since 1939, Farm Bureau Financial Services has built relationships first and planned second. Getting to know you so they know exactly what you need. CindySchulte.com. Good morning, I'm Matt Wilcombe. In a brief post on X, formerly Twitter, the Mexican Supreme Court announced Wednesday that in response to a legal challenge, it had ruled that the articles criminalizing abortion in the federal penal code are unconstitutional. The court's first chamber based its ruling on an alleged violation of the human rights of women and persons with the capacity to gestate. The court itself cannot decriminalize abortion. Mexico's federal Congress will have to comply and make the changes in the articles in question. During a meeting in Rome Wednesday morning, the Ukrainian Greek Catholic Synod of Bishops told Pope Pope Francis, some of his gestures and statements have been, quote, painful and difficult for the Ukrainian people. The bishop said misunderstandings between the Vatican and Ukraine since the start of the full scale war are used as propaganda by Russia. The encounter was part of the annual Synod of Bishops of the Ukrainian Greek Catholic Church. The Ukrainian bishops also asked for prayers for the release of two redemptorist priests who remained in captivity after they were captured by Russian troops in late November 2022. City officials in Ankeny are kicking off a significant road project that would provide a new connection to the city's quickly groaning, growing east side. The city council heard a briefing at its meeting Tuesday about a proposed 18th Street bridge over Interstate 35 that would connect the street between Delaware Avenue on the west side and First Drive on the on Frisk Drive on the east. Rather, Ankeny will seek state and federal funding to pull off the project, which has an estimated price tag of $16 million. Ankeny's east side has already grown with the Des Moines Metro's second Costco and hundreds of new homes in the Deer Creek area. More developments are on the way and officials anticipate continued rapid growth on that side of the interstate.
2: I am a fan of Ankeny. Uh, I don't live in Ankeny but I'm just south of Ankeny but there is road construction everywhere up there it feels like. Yeah. That's that's, a you know, I'm not the only one who's made that uh, made that remark or, or made that designation, but uh, um, I guess that's a sign of progress in a flourishing uh, suburb or city of uh, uh, of Central Iowa. Huh?
4: Yeah, it's uh, it's it's just astounding. Yes, the, the growth that has happened in that part of the metro
2: sixteen million dollars. That's uh, that that's a lot.
4: Well, they, Ankeny has, I guess, no choice but to do at least multiple. Yeah. construction projects at the same time which right. i know a lot of residents like <laughs> myself <laughs> have been a little bit frustrated yeah. now and then but you know
2: it's a price for progress
4: especially in iowa you only have a certain time of year to do certain things sure. so sure we have to well, exercise patience
2: well it's uh, and i think i saw a, a report too that uh des moines or the des moines metro is uh, one of the fastest growing cities in the in the united states so it's good to get out ahead of the, uh, the curve on, on infrastructure and, and building things up. But, man, I'd like to have that to contract.
4: Yeah. <laughs> Pretty lucrative.
1: Yes. <laughs> Very good.
4: Well, and now for your scoreboard update with Mark Amadeo.
1: In sports on your Thursday morning, yesterday's Major League Baseball scoreboard, the Midwest teams that were in action on Wednesday... Well, the Chicago Cubs now are just one-and-a-half games back of first-place Milwaukee in the National League Central Division. Yesterday, the Chicago Cubs completed the three-game sweep of the San Francisco Giants, defeating the Giants 8-2 to at Wrigley Field in Chicago. While in Pittsburgh, the Pittsburgh Pirates defeated the first-place Milwaukee Brewers by the score of 5-4. to four. The St. Louis Cardinals defeated the Atlanta Braves by the score of 11-6 to in Atlanta. In the American League yesterday... The Cleveland Indians defeated the first-place Minnesota Twins by the score of 2-1. The Twins lead by six games over the Cleveland Indians in the American League Central. And the Chicago White Sox defeated the Kansas City Royals by the score of 6-4 to in Kansas City. Yesterday, Triple-A baseball it was the Omaha Storm Chasers defeating the Iowa Cubs by the score of 11 to 7 at Principal Park in downtown Des Moines. Tonight, same two teams, Omaha at the Iowa Cubs, first pitch at 6:30. Tonight, it's the opening night of NFL football, week one of Thursday night football. And tonight, it's the Detroit Lions at the defending Super Bowl champion, Kansas City Chiefs. They'll kick off at 7.30 tonight. The game will be televised on NBC from Arrowhead Stadium in Kansas City. Tomorrow night, it's week three of the high school football season here on most of these Iowa Catholic Radio Network stations. It's number seven, Ankeny, at number two, Dowling Catholic. Pre-game at 6.30 with kickoff at 7 o'clock from Valley Stadium in West Des Moines. Join Matt Mandring, John Chido, and me for the broadcast here on most of these Iowa Catholic Radio network stations. We will be simulcasting with the Central Iowa Sports Network in this Class 5A district football matchup. And with your Thursday morning sports update on the Catholic Morning Show, I'm Mark Amadeo.
4: Thank you, Mark. And finally, today's fun fact. We were talking about Canada a little bit earlier because of the haze that's been rolling in. Uh,
2: And the oneies and the toonies. No, the loonies and the toonies.
4: A a oney and a (laughs) twoy. As uh, as Deacon Tony likes to (laughs) do his his channel, his uh, um, Lawrence Welk. That's right. (laughs) The use of the maple leaf as a symbol of Canada dates back to the 18th century. (laughs) Different colored leaves represented different parts of Canada. Ontario was gold, Quebec
2: green. Is uh, is, is Toronto blue?
4: Well, I think the Toronto Maple Leafs logo has a a blue oh, maple that's, leaf, right? Subliminal so,
2: messaging. Wow, yeah. I, I fell for it. Wow, that, <laughs> that's, that's, that's
4: good uh, marketing there it, by the Maple Leafs
2: organization. But does T- Toronto have its own color?
4: Well, leaf? it's in Ontario, so
2: oh, all right. it would
4: be oh. included in the gold. I just gold.
2: exposed my my lack of. Uh, Geographical knowledge.
4: Well, Ontario itself is
2: pretty vast.
4: Okay. So I'm not going to fault you for that.
2: All right. Well, I appreciate you not ho- holding that against me. Uh, you won't hold this f- uh, forecast against me either because it's going to be uh, beautiful today. Sunny with a high near 76. Overnight, increasing clouds with a low around 55 and Friday. Tomorrow, sunny with a high near 82. Currently around the area, Des Moines at 53 degrees. Ames at 51. Oskaloosa and Osceola both at 54 Weather brought to you this morning by the Man Up West Power Lunch. Tomorrow, September 8th at St. Francis of Assisi in West Des Moines. Dr. Kevin Kilcalley is a husband and father for and is owner of Integrative Psychology Services. Also a new underwriter for the station. Uh, he will share with us about how to combat loneliness and addiction through friendship with God and neighbor. Lunch is at noon with food provided by Chick-fil-A or bring your own. Register today at iowacatholicradio.com. Let's go now to our saint of the day.
1: This is your Saint of the Day on Iowa Catholic Radio.
2: So if you're a member of a, a St. Vincent de Paul uh, chapter, uh, those who are familiar with St. Vincent de Paul Society, the, this uh, Blessed, who we are going to talk about today, should be very familiar. Now, I'll readily admit, I was not, uh, not aware of this, this, this man until I started doing some research, but Blessed Friedrich Ozonem. And in his homily, Beatifying Osinom at World Youth Day in 1997, St. Pope John Paul II said this, Frederick Ozanam believed in love, the love of God for every individual. He felt himself called to love, giving the example of a great love for God in others. He went to all those who needed to be loved more than others, those to whom the love of God could not be revealed effectively except through the love of another person. There, Ozenham discovered his vocation, the path to which Christ called him. He found his road to sanctity, and he followed it with determination. Today, the church confirms the kind of Christian life which Ozenham chose, as well as the path which he undertook. And she tells him, Frederick, your path has truly been the path of holiness. He was born in April uh, of 1813 in Milan and was the fifth child of 14, but only one of three children who lived to be adults. During his teenage years, Osinom experienced a time of great doubt about the Catholic faith that he had been raised in, and he turned to reading and prayer, but neither seemed to help. He did find great clarity after long discussions with a priest and professor at the Lyons College, and the challenge to live out faith captivated him. In 1831, Osinom left for Paris to begin his studies in law at the University of Sorbonne. During this time there, Osinom organized a discussion club for students to debate the issues of the day. And during one of these meetings, a member of the club challenged him to demonstrate his faith in a way, other than words, to prove that the faith he spoke highly of was alive in him. Struck by this challenge, Osinom and a few of his friends met and founded the Conference of Charity to assist the poor in Paris. The organization was the beginning of the Society of St. Vincent de Paul, which today provides direct services to the poor in 148 countries. Osinom graduated from Sorbonne in 1836 and went on to teach and practice law also pursuing a degree in literature. The society continued to grow and spread throughout Europe with dozens of chapters forming in Paris and around the continent. Frederick knew that he wanted to marry and in his humility he prayed for his future wife, praying for a pure soul, quite different from me. In June of 1841, he married Amel- Amelia Solicroy. Before the wedding, he wrote to her, I give you the will of a man, an upright and honest will, the will to be good so as to make you happy. And in remembrance of their wedding, he gave his wife a bouquet of flowers on the 23rd of each month. And after two miscarriages, they were blessed with a daughter, Marie, in 1845. In 1848, another revolution broke out in France, and the government asked Ozenham's organization to supervise government to aid the poor. Frederick became an outspoken proponent of Christian democracy and also started a newspaper dedicated to securing justice for the poor and the working class. Poor health forced Frederick to resign his his position as a professor, and he would die on September 8th in 1853 at the age of 40. So today we ask Blessed Frederick Osnum to pray for us. Coming up, a conversation with Mike Aquilina, who has authored two new books uh, that is a part of the Fathers of the Faith series. We'll talk about those books as the rest of the series coming up right after this. I'm Deacon Mark filling in for John Leonetti. Don't go away. You're listening to the Catholic
1: Morning Show. You're listening to The Catholic Morning Show on Iowa Catholic Radio.
5: Here's your news from the Diocese of Des Moines, this Thursday, September 7th. I'm Anne-Marie Cox. This weekend is the annual Seminarian Appeal. Please help us support the men who may one day become our priests as they discern God's call and study in seminary. Save the date. A relic of St. Jude will be available for prayer and veneration on Tuesday, September 26th at St. Francis of Assisi Parish beginning at 1 o'clock. Exposition will pause at 7 for Mass in honor of the Apostle and then resume at 10 o'clock. Catholic Charities is getting ready for a year-long celebration in honor of its 100th year of serving people in Central and Southwest Iowa. To celebrate, encourage your group of friends or a parish committee to collect 100 personal care items to help alleviate the immediate needs of those served by Catholic Charities. Questions? Contact Catholic Charities and ask for Emily. That's your news from the Diocese of Des Moines. I'm Anne-Marie Cox.
7: Support for Iowa Catholic Radio provided by Knights of Columbus, Borman, and Pfeiffer Agency. Serving the Catholic families in Iowa, the Knights of Columbus is a fraternal benefit society providing financial security to members and their families. Specializing in life insurance, long-term care insurance, disability income insurance, and retirement annuities. You can reach Knights of Columbus Field Agent Gregory Waddle at 563-689-6801. That's 563-689-6801.
0: Thank you and God bless. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio is provided by Confluence Brewing Company, brewed locally since 2012 and featuring regular, seasonal, and limited-release beers. Confluence Brewing Company, 1235 Thomas Beck Road, off the bike trail south of Grays Lake. Confluencebrewing.com.
3: Support for Iowa Catholic Radio comes from Next Generation Realty, a Catholic and family-owned flat-fee brokerage serving central Iowa since 1994. Next Generation Realty can handle every step of the process of buying or selling a home. Learn more at NextGenerationRealty.com.
1: The Catholic Morning Show on Iowa
2: Catholic Radio. Good morning and welcome back. Thanks for joining us. I'm Deacon Mark Campbell filling in for John Leonetti this morning. And I'm excited for this uh, next conversation that we're going to have. Welcome Mike Aquilina to the show. Uh, He is the Executive Vice President of the St. Paul's Center for Biblical Theology, a Catholic research center based out of Steubenville, Ohio. He's uh, an author and journalist working especially in the area of church history, and if uh, you're familiar with uh, the, the Fathers of the Faith series, I think you're going to join this conversation. So good morning and welcome. Mike, do we have you there? And we are going to be victimized again, unfortunately, I think, by, uh, by by the challenging phone situation we have here. So just so our listeners know, this has been kind of an ongoing issue for uh, the last um, um, I don't know, a few weeks at least. And so we've uh, – Brady, you can let me know if we're able to to connect with him again because this this would be a great conversation. Uh, It's a series of books that – well, first let me finish my thought on the phone line just so those of you who are maybe getting as frustrated as we are with uh, uh, the the interruptions to programming and the uh, missed guest opportunities that that we've uh, had – they're doing upgrades in, in, in and around the area. And as we've had, uh, people come out and assess, uh, uh, you know, the, the phone situation, and our internet situation, it's been revealed that uh, the, some of the upgrades they're making are actually making properties, I guess, with, uh, some older technology have, uh, have more difficulties. And, uh, so it really comes down to the service that is, that feeds our area of, of our location and it's really out of our control. So we will, um, uh, again continue to try to work to resolve those issues but in the meantime uh you know as a backup uh, opportunity here to talk with with matt Welcome, uh our uh, uh our esteemed one of our esteemed leaders here at iowa catholic radio because his family just took a great trip up to uh wisconsin over the long holiday weekend and visited a uh, a wonderful shrine and uh, this uh, Matt was starting to share a little bit of detail with me. and I thought this would be a good, good conversation to have with our listeners uh, because there's, you know, pilgrimages are important as a part of our, our faith and, and our practice. And Matt himself told me they had no plans for the holiday weekend. No, <laughs> yeah, no you asked me on the air last week. No, we're just going to hang out. And, and and because you're an honest man, you, uh, um, you, you, uh, you said that uh, you ended up taking a, taking a trip up there. But we do have Mike on the phone, so let's see if we can jump on with uh, him real quick here and have uh, have a quick conversation. Good morning, Mike. Hey, good morning. Well, thanks for bearing with us, and thanks to our listeners also for hanging in there with us. Well, we just have about five minutes, but I think uh, I, I think it would benefit our listeners even for five minutes to, to hear more about the Fathers of Faith series, in particular the two new ones, St. Athanasius and St. Chrysostom. Uh, Tell me, you know, how many books are in the series? Where are uh, uh, where's the inspiration coming from and and what's the direction the series is going to take? Because I I believe there's more books to come, correct?
0: Yes, yes, yes. And there there are four books in the series already. There's Mm -hmm. Irenaeus and Augustine. And Chrysostom and Athanasius, those four, and uh, and and the inspiration is really simple. Readers, uh, readers want to know more about the early church. Mm-hmm. Uh, we can see this in just the way uh, people have have um, have have uh, been watching. For example, the uh, the the stories based on the gospel in in the Chosen. You know, people oh, yeah. want to find an imaginative entry into the early into the ancient world to try to see what it was like in the early church, how people lived, and what their lives, how their lives played out, you know, how they, how they responded to the circumstances of their times.
2: And as we, uh, you know, we, we kind of live in a meme culture, right? Uh, you know, we see these yeah. quotes thrown up on, on social media yeah. uh, from, from you know, you know the, the fathers of the church that, that, that you um, explore the lives of, but we don't really know much about them. So that it, it looks like, uh, as I familiarize myself with the with series, is, is what you're providing is a very palatable uh, look at the lives of who these men were that, that have provided these great quotes. And I'm going to assume his answer is yes, that, uh, um, that, yeah, he provides for us a great, uh, you know, great insight into the lives of who these men are that have provided, uh, again, meme material, gift material, inspirational, uh, you know, just bite-sized nuggets that again can go up on a, on a picture or, um, you know, and then be shared across social media and really cause people to think and wonder about the, uh, um, the, the awesomeness of God and, and what he has revealed to us, uh, not only through sacred scripture, but through the sacred tradition of the church and how, you know, as we, as we all go through life, exploring our own faith and trying to learn more and grow closer to the Lord that, uh, you know, the questions that come up for most of us, uh, they're not new questions. They are uh, maybe presented in uh, maybe a new question in it, or, uh, the same question presented in a different light, but there are, people throughout the history 2000 years of, of the church who have pondered these questions and given them, given it great uh, care and great discussion and have, you know, really been able to answer some of the, the toughest questions of life, right? Uh, even some of those greater than we had with uh, father PJ during our, our, uh, our first segment today uh, at seven fifteen. 15. But um, yes, it's, it's unfortunate. We'll try to get Mike Aquilina scheduled at another time to, uh, to look at uh, this series of books, fathers of of the faith. And again, the two most recent ones are St. John Chrysostom and St. Athanasius. And uh, I know St. Irenaeus and St. Augustine were the, uh, um, the uh, other, other books that, uh, that, that he has put to to pen. And I think we're going to just try one more time. See if he heard that last question. I, I, uh, it, it it thrown to him and Mike, we're uh, uh, you've given us some bite-sized, um, Li- looks at the lives of of these men who have given us great quotes, right? Yes,
0: yes. What I want to do is get beyond the academic details, but beyond the scholarship, mm-hmm. and tell people the real stories of of these real ancient figures, that they, they, were, they were people just like us, and they, were, they did heroic things in response to the challenges of their time. I want people to find them relatable, identifiable, uh, and, and, and that's, that's how they are if you read their stories. I, I think that nowadays people tend to think that the, the ancient world, and especially these great figures, uh, belonged to the academy, to the universities, to the graduate schools. But that's not true. Uh, they belong to the church. They belong to ordinary folks like us, they are our family. That's why we call them the fathers of the church, because they are father figures. They're meant to be father figures, familial figures and familiar figures in our lives.
2: And so is, there a, is there, do you have kind of a timeline for how these uh, further books are going to—and uh, I'm just going to throw that out there and, and, and direct our readers to or our listeners to where they can find these books and learn more about them— Uh, just because we ran short on time, and I do apologize for that. Yeah, no, uh,
0: no, no. Uh, 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 We've been bringing them out two per year, and they're mm -hmm. short books, because, again, we want to reach people, we want people to get the stories, and there is interest here. Uh, And uh, the best place to get uh, these books, or any of my books, is CatholicBooksDirect.com, CatholicBooksDirect.com. That's usually where you'll find the best prices, but I also recommend that you go to your local Catholic bookstore, because they are doing the, the hard work of evangelization Yes. On the street in your town, and and it's just wonderful, especially there in Iowa. Uh, you know, I've, I've I've visited and I've been in the Catholic bookstores, and it's a wonderful place to be.
2: Well, thank you so much again. I apologize. Hopefully, we can schedule more time because there really is some some good stuff we could have talked about here uh, if uh, if the evil one hadn't run interference on us this morning. But uh, thank you again so much for your great work, and hopefully, we'll talk to you again soon. Thanks again for having me. You Thank you. Deacon Tony, would you close us out with a prayer, please?
3: Lord, true light and source of all light, listen to our morning prayer. Turn our thoughts to what is holy, and may we ever live in the light of your love. We ask this through Christ our Lord, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit. And may the blessing of God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit come down upon all of us. Protect us all from evil and bring us all to his everlasting life. Amen.
2: Amen. Thank you so much for tuning in today, folks. I'll be back with you tomorrow for our studio producers, Deacon Tony Valdez and Brady Grimm. I'm Deacon Mark Campbell. May your day be blessed and friends be confident in Christ's mercy and his love.
1: The Catholic Morning Show is a production of the Iowa Catholic Radio Network. To hear this and other programs, visit iowacatholicradio.com or download the Iowa Catholic Radio app.